Moss Eisley Spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Do you really think we're going to find a pilot here that'll take us to Alderaan? Uh, most of the best freighter pilots will be found here. Only watch a step. This place can be a little rough. I'm ready for anything. Loose vintage Star Wars figures. As collectors, we've all owned at least one figure from the Kenner line at some point in our lives. And for many of us, that was just the beginning. That one Star Wars figure was the key that opened endless doors. To our love for the films. To our love for more and more toys. To the creativity that came with storytelling as we played with them for hours on end. And whether you played with them or collected them or both, Star Wars figures are some of the most iconic and coveted toys in popular culture's vibrant history. Our memories are connected to our senses. We can close our eyes and still imagine sliding Darth Vader's fluorescent orange saber through his right arm. We know the strawberry-like smell of the TIE pilot, the feel of the Death Star compactor's blue, yellow, and black foam on our fingers. We remember the texture of the base of Jabba's throne, the ridges and curves of Yoda's orange snake, and the slickness of Obi-Wan's reddish cape. In our minds, we have the Pantone matches for the colors of Boba Fett's bluish armor, 2-1-B's shell, and a man man's reptilian yellow and green skin. And as we became adults, the pangs of nostalgia and a newfound appreciation for the creativity and design behind the Kenner toys transformed us into collectors. We sought out the items we once had, ones that brought us joy. We wanted a complete set, maybe for the first time in our lives. And so we began the hunt. Most of us are still hunting. We look for the nicest examples we can find, like they came out of a sealed case yesterday. We try to find them complete, with all of their hard-to-find accessories. We aim to collect all 21, all 31, all 41, all 45, all 48, all 65, all 77, all 79, and finally all 92 figures. And let's not forget the ones that weren't sold separately, like the Blue Snaggletooth or the Max Rebo Band members. We trawl through eBay for those rare variants, the double-telescoping Luke, the Vinyl Cape Jawa, and the Red Bar R5-D4. We hunt for the Jedi Luke with the Blue Saber, as well as the Molded Face version with the Green Saber. Countries of origin, indicated by a copyright stamp on the backs of the legs, also known as a COO, suddenly matter to us. It's the details that are exciting for us now. We are collectors. Brown snake, orange snake. Dark brown cane, light brown cane. Pac-Man eyes, cherry red ones. All of this matters now, and it's fun. It's Kenner. This is a look at the loose vintage figure market with the help of a dear friend. This is collecting during quarantine. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production.
From Coruscant to Tatooine, and every planet in between, Star Wars, prototypes and production, with your host, David Quinn. It's a trap! Yes, In the previous episode, How the Quarantine Reignited the Star Wars Collectibles Market, we explored some of the factors that led to a rise in interest and in prices for Star Wars items. We also looked at three areas of the hobby whose values had soared suddenly over the past three months. The Clone Wars, the Mandalorian, and the Black Series items have been standouts, and for this episode, I wanted to examine some of the vintage Star Wars toys to see which figures were in demand, and which ones had cooled a bit, and why. And what better place to start than with the loose Kenner vintage Star Wars figures we own and love. And I've brought a friend along to join us. Ryan, who goes by the name Humble Hoarder on eBay, is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to loose vintage figures. You're going to want to write his eBay name down and look up his listings, because he always has great loose figures for sale at good prices, and all of his accessories are authentic. So for anyone interested, it's Humble Hoarder, one word, H-U-M-B-L-E-H-O-R-D-E-R. Send him a message and see if he has the figures or accessories you need for your collection, and tell him Star Wars Prototypes and Production sent you. So follow me, past the band, and all of the patrons currently hanging out around their cantina bar. Ryan saved us a booth, and it's quiet over where he's sitting, away from all the commotion. And I'm sure you could use a break right now. And none of us would turn down an opportunity to talk collecting in Star Wars, right? So grab yourself a drink from the bartender were, and let's spend some time with Humble Hoarder. Ryan, how are you doing today? Doing good, David. How about yourself? Doing okay. Yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to finally do this. Um, Heck yeah. I know you and I, we were talking about the, uh, the, the values and how everything seems to have risen uh, for Star Wars items. Um, but before we go into all of that, I, you know, again, I wanted to, to ask you about the different values because uh, you know, you're pretty knowledgeable uh, with loose stuff. Uh, but if you could just kind of you know, tell people a little bit about yourself and, and who you are and how you got into collecting. Okay, well, um, I'm a middle-aged dude who likes Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> not too rare of a thing, but um, I kind of let it take over my life about six years ago only or seven. And uh, before that, I was a casual fan, but I just kind of went overboard. Well, the right level of collecting. I, I love it, you know. Um, since about six or seven years ago, that's about the time that you and I had met. Um, yeah, and, we were trying uh, to figure out when we actually met. I, I think it was 2014, right? Is that? I believe it was. Decided? I think it was in uh, at the uh, the monthly toy show that they had at the Wayne Fire Hall there. Yes, and you. 
I remember the first time I ever saw you, I, I saw your, your case before I saw you. And, um, I think you had something like 10 blue snaggletooth figures in a, in a row, um, and, you know, and, and as someone who had kind of only been collecting for a few years at that point, or, you know, collecting again at that point, um, that was a shock. Uh, so we became fast friends after that. <laughs> yeah. I remember those days and, um, I stopped a lot of traffic with that, with all those blue snaggletooths there, caught a lot of attention. And people would come up and say, well, I thought that was supposed to be the rare one. How can it be rare <laughs> if you got 10 of them or 12 of them sitting there? And, and it, just to, to clarify, too, it wasn't just blue snaggletooth figures. I mean, you would have like you'd have 10 blue snaggletooth figures. You'd have seven yak faces and then a whole bunch of the power of the force figures, you know, right, carbonite lined up, you know, the dignity or Luke stormtroopers. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And there was, there was moderate interest in the, in the collecting back then. And there was a good group of people that would show up at those monthly get togethers there and the toy con- conventions and shows that they had at the fire hall. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, that was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um but yeah, um I guess it for me I I was always into the movies and into the toys as a kid and um I was a little young to be seeing all the movies in the theater, but um of course they were replayed on and on and um I had some of the figures originally when I was younger and some got handed down from older cousins. And then, uh, I would find them at the flea market or yard sale with my dad and we'd go around and I, I remember pulling figures out of a five gallon bucket for a quarter or whatever. But, um, <laughs> that collection got handed down and on and on. So I kind of, uh, at one point, I realized, oh, I wish I really had all that stuff and from when I was a kid. And so I I started looking online and trying to find things on Craigslist and going to yard sales and flea markets. And um, at that point, I wasn't on eBay yet, and I was just trying to do the grassroots. And um, it wasn't really panning out too fast or too, too much. Um, you know, little bits here and there, but it was maybe I'd hit one yard sale that had some vintage Star Wars in a whole year, and that was that was a big deal. But uh, wow! But then I got onto the eBay, and um, you know, and then it was able to learn about you know uh, bidding on auctions and trying to buy it now and so forth, and that opened up a whole new. You know, it's like a it's like a yard sale that's going on constantly. You can just look in there and see what's what kind of auctions are ending soon, and maybe uh, slap a bid down or see what has been listed freshly, and maybe buy something up quick. And so I kind of learned the the market values by putting a lot of time in and watching auctions go off and losing auctions. And uh, at the last second, I think, oh, boy, somebody's sitting there outbidding me. And But you learn, you know, there's sniping services and uh, tools that, that buyers use to place bids at the last second so that they don't make a bidding war. And um, 
Oh yeah, it's this, a whole process in a game. Every single auction, is, oh, it's a mental little game. tricks to the trade. But <laughs> over the years, I just started really. I just you know, I said I'm going to try to buy a lot, and um, and I did, and eventually I started selling at the toy shows and uh, in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area. Uh, ToyCon New Jersey, RetroCon, things like that, and uh, met a lot of great people there. I, I'd always see you there, David, and had a lot of great conversations. There would be a a group of Star Wars people that would kind of formulate around my vending space, and we'd all oh, be yeah. talking Star Wars. And there, you'd get this excitement, this uh, electricity over the moment, you know, and, and the day would seem to go by really fast. And, um, then I started, uh, selling some lower end things on eBay. Um, some people might, might've heard of, uh, humble hoarder on eBay, um, spelled H U M B L E H O R D E R. So I started moving some things on there that, uh, didn't really, jive with my collection or maybe were a lower caliber of what I wanted to keep. Uh, and I, and I continued buying collections locally and online. And, um, it got to the point where I was doing less of the live toy conventions. And I, uh, for one reason or the other, I, I was putting more time into eBay. And so, um, kind of been been pushing that market for a little while meeting a lot of good people um people all the time writing notes saying oh this was the last figure i needed for my collection and or do you have this weapon or accessory or something i need to complete this figure and get into some conversations with some nice people all around the world um through the ebay so that's been a, a really positive experience and so that's kind of uh, that's kind of the start of my collecting and um, my knowledge of the pricing. It's through studying the eBay market. There really isn't anybody that I know of that seems to enjoy setting up at a show and just just hanging out. You know, like certain certain vendors will have some sort of shtick where they're they're overly loud or they're you know trying to trying to kind of market themselves or sell themselves a certain way and then and then there are people that just kind of you know hold back or, or sit back and and you know they just let people come to them but you seem to just be very relaxed you're never really trying to sell anything it, it's more like you're having a conversation with people you know who, who stop in um there's always been that that of confidence that you carry, you know, about yourself. And I, I think it translates really well. I think uh, most people seem to just have kind of a, a positive experience as a result. Um, I, I've seen you, you know, even help out little kids, you know, with, with certain figures and stuff. And, and it's just, it's always been nice to watch how you interact with people. And I've learned a lot from you in that sense. So, well, yeah, I don't know if it's confidence or if it's just feeding off of the generosity and the, the quality of people that I'm surrounded with at those uh conventions that just kind of brings it out of everybody you know I, I do like to see people having a good time and i want 
I want the the hobby of collecting vintage Star Wars figures to be a fun thing, a positive thing. You know, it doesn't have to be cutthroat. I know there's a lot of people trying to get good deals and resell mm-hmm. and so forth, but um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there for us all to find and have our little success moments of glory when we found oh, I found <laughs> sure. this, this buy or I got this at the flea market or yard sale and you know so that's it's fun for that and I like to see the the, the kids the little kids have a good time with it um, I was thinking back to the last time I vended I think was at New Jersey Toy Con and um, I was talking to a guy I, I only know him as Tony Mad Jawa, I think is his name. Do you know this guy? No, no, I don't. I mean, I mean, you would know him if you saw him at the show or Tony Jawa, something like that. He's definitely the Jawa dude who I've seen at a lot of the tri-state shows. So um, I was talking with him at my booth and this little guy came up. He was probably seven eight years old he was with his mother and they they got into the conversation and turns out that um i think the kid's name was matt and matt said you know oh um he was asking about some jawa figures that i had on the table and we got to talking and i said oh this is tony jawa and he and and the kid introduced himself real seriously. He was like, I'm Matt Jawa, you know, and <laughs> and just that kind of magic moment. And Tony and I looked at each other and like smiled and, you know, just just that kind of energy and stuff is being exchanged all across the room at those conventions. And, you know, it's just kind of a magical thing. You see the next generation of collectors and the excitement and. It's hard to put in the words, but there is definitely an energy and it's, it's fun because we're all, we're all kind of, uh, for lack of better words, you know, we're all kind of nerded out like on similar subjects and it's fun to be surrounded with people that you can, that understand your appreciation for these toys and, and you can, um, learn from them and, you know, bounce ideas off them or, or pick their brain and things like that. And you mentioned before too, that, um, you know, you're very comfortable with having people kind of around the, the table and usually, you know, uh, especially at a place like Wayne or, uh, even RetroCon, we would have, we would all gather around, uh, in front of your booth and we would just sit and we would talk about Star Wars for a while, you know, and, and it was always really nice. And then, um, new people, people that we were familiar with, they would just kind of come around as well too. And a group would form. Uh, and that's actually one of my favorite memories. Uh, it was at ToyCon NJ. I think it was in 2016 in the, the fall show or the summer show. And um, you and I were talking and a few other people came up. And then this woman came up uh, behind me. And I had a, uh, I had just purchased a carded uh, R5-D4. <laughs> so I was holding it in my hand. And she came up and she was like, did, did you just buy that? I said, yeah. She said, I'll, 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 I want it. I'll, I'll give you money for it. And it was Robin. <laughs> it was our friend oh, Robin. Yeah. And then at, that's how I met her. And then the three of us, I think we probably stood around and talked for at least another hour, you know, and it was just, it was one of the most relaxing kind of fun collector conversations that I can ever remember, you know, and that's, that's what your booth and that's what you always 
bring, uh, especially when we're at these shows. I love that. So I asked you uh, to come on to the the podcast today because um, I was doing an episode about how the market has increased over the, the time of, of COVID over these past three months. And um, I think, you know, you and I were both surprised and, and honestly taken aback by it because I think we really thought that sales were going to dip and that interest was going to dip, um, you know, where uh, people were going to be more concerned about, you know, things at the, at the time, at the beginning, things like, you know, their health and getting toilet paper and, you know, stocking up on food and, and all that. And, uh, people went to great lengths to, um, to, to really kind of expand their collection and to buy. And, uh, for collectors, it's been really exciting. The whole community has come together. People have given tours of, of their, uh, collections on Facebook and they've opened up, um, you know, different items that, that, uh, you know, that we haven't seen, they've opened up their, their collections and have kind of sold off pieces or have traded pieces. And a lot of people have built up their collections as a result. So since we're all not on Facebook, uh, and, and, you know, we're not all in the same collecting circles, I thought it would be good to use eBay, um, as that, that, uh, common value point for, for sales and stuff. And I was trying to look at you know, the different markets, um, and how they've how they've either risen, have stayed steady, or, or decreased, and, and most of them have risen. Um, but there's no one I know who has more loose figures and has sold more loose figures than you have. You have an expertise in these, um, and so I wanted to I wanted to kind of bring you on today and just just you know see from your perspective how the the loose vintage Star Wars market was you know overall and looking at a few different you know uh, series like Empire. Uh, Star Wars, Jedi, Droids, Ewoks, and Power of the Force, and just to get an idea of of um, which figures were tending to sell uh, for more money in the past three months than they have been, which ones have been more more valuable or or hotter, uh, and then which ones have kind of cooled down a bit. Yeah, it's it has been an interesting phenomenon. Um, there was a week or so in the middle of March when uh when things were starting to get serious um with the covid that it seemed like ebay kind of flatlined and people were people were scared so people weren't spending money and it was like hmm is this is this kind of like the end of the collecting market or you know what's going to happen here but um but as people were quarantined i think we found out that they had more time on their hands and there was more, more people turning to uh, eBay to look for items to complete their collections. And so um, that coupled with the, you know, possibly income tax returns and whatever else. Uh, I, it's hard to really say what it is. I think maybe, the biggest factor was that people were forced to be in the house uh, and well, not forced, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Quarantined. And so they had time to be looking around on the computer and, um, but boy, it really took off after that first week. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, there has been some action in the, in the pricing. So yeah, if you want to go through, we can, we can, uh, go right through the whole the whole run and and make some notations on each you know category okay, here sure 
I guess the, the best place to start is with the first 12. Um, have you noticed, is there, is there a particular figure that's selling more than, than most? Uh, from the first 12, I would say, I would say R2D2. He is just, you know, he's one of the most popular figures and he's always going to be great, especially in great shape. Everybody wants him. And then, you know, after that, I would say Princess Leia, uh, getting her in a nice white condition with the cape being white with no rips. That's, that's not easy to do with her correct blaster. So I'd say that is another tough one. And then any variants, of course, like the, the brown haired Luke, uh, the hollow tube Tuscan, uh, the gray haired Ben, things like that. Taiwan R2. Um, that's the stuff that people want right now. Do you find that people are buying capes? Right? Cause I know like Ben Vader, Leia, they all have capes, especially Leia. Hers is very hard to find in, in good shape and still white. Um, do you find that people are buying loose accessories like that? I do, yep, absolutely. Uh, people want the original stuff. Um, even looking through the sold listings on eBay, people are buying original, original, original. And it's great to see because I don't like to see the, the reproduction stuff <laughs> creeping in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. People want good condition items and especially they're upgrading their collections. It's definitely a great thing to have original. Yeah. That's one of the, I think that's one of the things that I didn't realize going into this conversation. And you said it best that people are really in upgrading or essentially treating themselves, uh, having a little extra money right now, they're trying to buy the best quality example they can find. It's really true. Um, collectors, have full, filled their collections and they're looking to upgrade and they're getting into some of the other lines like the droids and Ewoks where maybe they weren't excited about in the past. And so, mm -hmm. um, and those items tend to be rare and people are paying up right now. What about, uh, characters like Stormtrooper, Han, um, death squad commander? Are you, are you seeing an increase in purchases from, from them as well? Absolutely. Um, especially the small head Han, that's a, that's a hot item, um, loose, complete and good condition that can go all the way up to almost a hundred dollars, you know, wow. um, with the big head Han, you're looking at maybe half that and, uh, the death squad commander. Yes. That's a great figure too. He's a difficult figure to get with, without any rubs to the helmet or the boots and the hands. So, um, and good paint that figure is actually going up as we speak. And oh. I think it's an underrated figure. And uh, people also like to collect armies of that figure. So, And the Stormtrooper, another uh, figure that people like to army collect, of course, is the Stormtrooper. And uh, that's a difficult figure to find that's very white. And um, I've, I've never done any thing to try to whiten figures i know there's people that do that but um mm -hmm. to find a stormtrooper in its natural state very white is difficult so people are paying up for that um complete with a blaster that can go over 30 dollars wow okay uh and then of course i mean one of the one of the toughest ones to find with really nice paint is the farm boy luke um have you seen a, a price jump in in the Farm Boy Luke's, is there a particular one that's maybe a little more popular than the rest? 
Um, I have, and so much so that he's difficult to keep in stock. Uh, he's a very popular figure, the hero. And um, like you said, with the white tunic, without any yellowing and or um, paint scuffs, he's a great figure. Uh, loose, complete with his original weapon, lightsaber, that can go over $100 easily. And then there's uh, different colored brown-haired variations that can reach almost up to 200 with uh, being loose and with their original lightsaber. And you're not talking about graded. You're talking about just straight off the I'm card. I'm talking about straight loose, um, oh. just, you know, out in the wild. And and you can touch it and feel it and display it any way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's another variant that, that people need for their collections. They want to keep collecting. They have everything else. And they say, well, I need that brown-haired Luke. So, mm-hmm. uh, And the, the top quality stuff is bringing top dollar. And so, like, I know the Luke Saber, uh, even Vader Saber and Ben Saber, and, and uh, especially Leia's Blaster, they've all been really hard to find in good condition and hard to find loose, and people have been paying up for them for years. Um, do you notice any sort of change in the past three months for those? Are people still buying them separately, or are they buying more complete figures? Absolutely. They're buying them separately and complete. Um I think there's a lot of people who have childhood collections and they may have lost the their, the weapon or the lightsaber out of, uh, say, Ben's hand. And, you know, they say, well, I want to get this back complete. And, and a lot of people are finding, maybe if they're going back through their collections, that the armhole in the vinyl cape on the Vader or the Leia or the Ben has split. And so they say, well, I need to get this replaced, and they can do so by by looking online or in one of their groups, and you know, finding finding an original out there. And the, the Leia blasters really go for quite a bit of money now, right? Yeah, that that black Leia blaster. I mean, that's that's in the neighborhood of uh, seventy five dollars easily. Mm-hmm. And what does a, a Luke lightsaber go for? That should be fifty dollars. I've seen it go for less. Um, you know, if you if you need one and you can find one for thirty five dollars, uh, snap it up. Um, then there's there's variations on the sabers, of course. There's letters on the hilt of some of the sabers, and they can fetch even more money. Um, they're just more easy to authenticate. And they're more highly sought after. I guess people may also collect the variations of the letters on the hilts of the sabers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Very cool. So, is there is there a particular figure in the top twelve that's maybe not selling as well, or is not as hot as the rest of them right now? Well, I think Chewbacca has been underrated as a figure for a long time, and possibly the 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 theory could be on that is that he was such a popular character and he was released on the star Wars card and on the empire card and on the Jedi cards. And there's so many of them out there that, um, people already have them, but again, there's little variations with Chewbacca where maybe he has a shiny green pouch or green limbs and people want those variations. 
then moving to the 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 next wave of figures, the next eight, um, is there one that stands out above the rest? Sure, I would say uh, the R five D four. That's a tough figure to get with white legs and a good paper sleeve, original sleeve on there, and of course the the red bar variant where the filled rectangle where the rectangle is filled red, uh, that's that's a hot item right now. That that figure, loose, without a grade, has sold over $500. Um, and then less as the condition gets worse. But um, and on a non-graded regular R5 D4 would be Oh, about 80 bucks in really good condition. Wow. And you're saying and, in really white condition with no yellowing, uh, nice, shiny, uh, white, nice white sticker. Correct. Clicking head. Uh, it has tight limbs. Hasn't been played with much. The, the bottom of the paper sticker isn't crumpled up from movement of the legs. And you could tell it was just a collector item where it was purchased and taken off the card and just put into a case and uh, left there for decades. Do you have a personal favorite of those eight? I, I, I must say that Greedo, for some reason, he he's a really, um, he's so iconic because of his color. And I think you just can't help but remember that green color. If you were a kid back then, I mean, the same can be said for Walrusman because of his color, but that Greedo figure, that green, and he's a tough figure to get in really good condition. With He has paint on his elbows that wear, that gets worn, and um, paint on the he's eyes a really as well. neat alien. Yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of the Cantina aliens, how, how are they overall? Well, of course, Blue Snaggletooth is going to be the hottest. Um, he He continues to be... Uh, increasing in value daily, it seems, and there's a high demand for that figure, both loose and graded, and there's a limited supply. So the price, in turn, continues to rise on that figure, and people are realizing that uh, if they're going to try to complete their collection, that they got to snap up some of these figures while they can before the price goes up any higher. Yeah, I've, I, you, um we used to be able to get them for a really nice one for between 200 and 250, uh, you know, kind of around the time where we first met, maybe a few years after that. I, I would even say half that, you know, a hundred bucks. It was it was really not surprising to go to a convention back in like 2014 and and see a really nice blue snaggletooth in a case for a hundred dollars or a hundred and a quarter. Yeah, and and now honestly, if you want a really nice one you're kind of in that $350 range, uh, at, at least, you know, for one that has all the paint on the boots and on the belt and with no wear on the hair or the hands. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing, and, and there's a, a total premium on, on graded ones too. Um, you know, where a 70 or 75 used to sell, say like four or five years ago, maybe in that $300 range. Now they're going for, you know, close to 500. Um, and I've I've seen 85s sell as high as I think fifteen hundred dollars, and not not in wow. a bag, but just yeah, just ungraded. I mean, just uh, just loose. So. 
Yeah, he's a rare figure. Um, there's there are a lot of them out there, but they are in the hands of collectors, and uh, that doesn't that doesn't do the market any good. You know, I mean, it raises the value, but the people who want to buy them, you know, there it doesn't help them at all. So uh, that's one of those figures that uh, you just got to grab when you see it. Just like any of these figures, if you need it in uh, good condition, when you see it, you kind of have to make the move because there's a lot of other collectors out there that are also looking and things are getting bought up fast. Yeah, that makes sense. The blue snaggletooth figure seems to be one of those one of those reach figures, um, you know, the, the kind of mile marker in a collection. So of, of the group now that we're talking about of that that eight, right? So Luke X-Wing, Power Droid. The Cantina Aliens, R5, D4, uh, Death Star Droid. Um, is there is there one that tends to sell better, and is there one that that is maybe not as popular right now? Um, the the droids are hot. They've been hot, but they're getting hotter. So uh, to find a Death Star Droid in really good condition is difficult. Mm-hmm. And collectors are finding that out, and they're they're paying for nice quality stuff. Same with the R5, same with the Gonk, the Power Droid, um, and I'll say that um, Luke X-wing. He was kind of an underrated figure, I felt, for years, but I think he's starting to come around to where people are realizing that he's a tough figure to get in really good condition with all his paint on his back mm-hmm. and so forth. So. Um, I see the value going up across the board with those figures. Is the Luke popular now or more popular now because he's Luke or is it uh, due to something like Rise of Skywalker or is there a particular reason? For the Luke X-Wing, I would I would have to guess that it's because of condition and people wanting to upgrade and realizing that it's one of the original older figures um and he still sells for pretty cheap too uh i mean you can get a decent incomplete luke x-wing for 10 bucks Mm -hmm. you know you can get a complete one for maybe 25 30 bucks and so i i think that's that's kind of underrated for how many i've seen and how hard it is to get get one where the paint is really nice on the back um it's not easy. It's not. It mm-hmm. really isn't. Okay, now we're at the 21st figures, arguably one of the most popular figures in the Star Wars line. Uh, how are you seeing our Mandalorian adjacent friend doing, Boba Fett? Oh, Boba Fett, yes. He is on fire, and he will be forever. So um, he's one of the most popular characters, period. I think the Mandalorian definitely sparked an Uh, an additional interest into the vintage figure. And um, me personally, I saw a a giant increase in sales in the Boba Fett 1979 vintage action figure. Okay, so now we're going to jump over to the Empire Strikes Back figures. Uh, is there anything that stands out to you, any figure in particular that stands out to you from that line? Well, um, 
I would have to say, you know, if, if we're talking Hoth, I would have to say the Princess Leia. Um, she's tough to get with in good condition, and, and people are realizing that, and they're, they're paying up for nice nice versions of that and that her blaster is so small and was frequently lost. So that, that figure has gone up over the years, but it, it continues to grow currently. Um, is that one more popular than the Bespin Leia? I think so. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Except the Bespin Leia. Now the, the Leia Hoth has some variations in her hair color. Um, but the price there doesn't, doesn't change too much. Um, whereas the Leia Bespin, she's got some variations where she's got the turtleneck where the, the, the red of her skirt comes all the way up her neck. Um, uh, I should say of her dress. And it, uh, that seems to be more scarce and people can't find that one. So that, that price is a little bit higher than the, the regular version of the Leia. And then there's a, a uh, raised texture cape variation for one of the Leia Bespins, which is uh, very rare. Um, so, yeah, people are looking for the variants, the really good condition, the things that they don't have with their original collection. So, um, But the regular Princess Leia Bespin, I don't think there's not a whole lot of interest for the figure itself. People might want the cape to complete their own figure or the blaster. Um, so yeah, that's about it for her. Okay. And then how about some of the other Hoth, uh, characters, Luke, Han, Snowtrooper, um, the, the rebel trooper, the rebel commander. Yeah. I think that, um, Luke would probably be the toughest one to get in really good condition because of the white, of his construct. And uh, so he's a tough figure to get in really good condition and without paint rubs on the boots and so forth. But he has the common weapon, uh, his rifle. Mm -hmm. It was part of that Hoth survival kit, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also the same weapon that the rebel commander has. So because of that, the value of a, a loose, complete Luke Hoth, still is only around 20 or $25. And I'd have to say about the same with a Han Solo Hoth, although there is the uh, variation where he's got the, the tan molded boots, which in my opinion is a very rare figure, um, even more, even more rare than an R5, red bar R5 or a hollow tube sand person. But the price of a, Molded legs, Han is maybe half that of a red bar or a hollow tube. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then, how did the Bespin figures hold up, especially uh, during this figures, time? Well, um, the Bespin figures in general, I I think that they're a little underrated. I don't know why. Maybe there's a lot of them on the market, but um, I would think that there there should be more collectors of uh bespin guard armies mm-hmm. i would just think that there there would be more people collecting armies of that figure or ugnaughts um 
uh, a cloud car pilot in really good condition is difficult to find because and, his white frequently discolored and the com the com link that yeah that com link alone that's the smallest I think it's the smallest uh, accessory in the Star Wars in the Kenner universe and it's one of the more expensive ones it, because it was so easy to lose and yeah. so yeah I think that's an underrated figure right there I mean you could still get one today in good condition complete for. 25 or 30 bucks and Mm -hmm. considering that he's got that unique com link and his gray blaster and in good condition i think that's a good buy but i think in general the bestman figures are a little bit underrated um uh complete han in good condition you could find for 25 bucks and it's not easy to find a nice condition Han Solo Bespin. His hair mm-hmm. is frequently scuffed. And um, so I think, you know, $25 with an original weapon, that's, I, I feel like that's a pretty good deal for something like that. Um, it, but people, people are picking up this and that. They want to find um, items that they need for their collection. But for some reason, I think that whole Bespin kind of cloud city vibe is overlooked. Uh, Maybe either mass-produced or what, I don't know. You know, there should be more action in that market right there. Would you say the same for Hoth within the last three months? I can't know because um, there's a love for Hoth, I think, among Star Wars fans. Um, I, I think that's one of the more popular planets and scenes that that people see and people love The Empire Strikes Back because of Hoth and um, there's a lot of excitement about, about that. And there's people collecting armies and uh, building dioramas. And that's a fun line to do that with between the mini rigs and the tauntauns and the wampas and the open belly tauntauns. It's fun to recreate um, Han Solo stuffing Luke Skywalker into the tauntaun. <laughs> sure. It's cool that they, they made that. Um, it was such a remarkable scene in the movie that uh, it was neat to be able to recreate that at home. So yeah, I think people like that. Um, one figure that is maybe surprising that is I seem I I feel like he's overlooked is Dengar. Um, I feel like there's just not much love for Dengar out there. Um, he does have a common weapon that he shares with the. Uh, the Hoth Imperial Stormtrooper, the Snowtrooper, and that was part of the Hoth Survival Kit as well. So it's it's common and it's out there, but um, you know, even finding a Dengar that's got really nice paint and not discolored, that's not an easy thing to do. So yeah, the fact that you could still buy one for fifteen dollars, uh, Dengar complete in good condition, that I feel like that's a really good deal, and um, he's one of those overlooked figures. It's funny when so when we first talked about doing this episode, um, I one of the things that you had mentioned to me was that um, while the Dengar wasn't really that popular, two of the other bounty hunters were, um, and that they were selling very well. Um, you, you're right, yeah, and and remarkably, um, for Lam and Zuckus, they look similar. They they have different colors, but the face sculpt is similar, and um, the bodies, but they, I sell them kind of as brothers, you know, as a pair and people seem to really pick that up. 
And it seems like that has really increased recently. And I, and you and I were talking about, I wonder why. And we both kind of agreed that it must be because of the, the interest in the Mandalorian and the bounty hunters. And for that same reason, um, there's steady interest in Bosk. People like that figure. He's, he's still fairly inexpensive. He's like a $15 figure, but Mm -hmm. people love Bosk people, army build and, uh, the Forlom and the Zuckus is kind of puzzling other than, you know, the Boba Fett relation. But, yeah, there has been a really uh, uptick in the sales of those two figures. And after the introduction of IG-11 in The Mandalorian, which it looked very similar to IG-88, um, was did you see an increase uh, this spring in, in sales of IG-88? I did. I did. Absolutely. Yep. Um, both in bulk and complete and, or maybe just with his IG-88 rifle. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a definite surge in that figure. And what's the average price for, for one of those now? Uh, complete IG-88. You're, you're looking somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 or 30 bucks. Oh, interesting. Uh, It comes with a blue stormtrooper blaster and a a blue IG-88 rifle. And there's little variations on the IG-88, um, hollow eyes and not hollow eyes. There's not much of a price difference in those two. Um, there is another variation of a gray, like a more of a matte finish gray that I've seen people selling. And um, he seems to fetch a little bit more. Okay. And then uh, arguably the... Boba Fett of the Empire Strikes Back line. Uh, we have our little green friend. Oh, Mr. Yoda. <laughs> yes, yes, Master Yoda. Um, there's definitely been a surge in that figure, and I wonder if it's because of the appearance of Baby Yoda that maybe there's been a, a renewed interest in in the vintage Yoda figure. Um, are there are there any other notable? figures or any other notable um, increases with the Empire Strikes Back figures? Um, I would say a character like the AT-AT driver, he falls under the category of the general category of stormtroopers. And he, he is a figure that people like to build armies of. And he's difficult to get in very good condition. So I do see a, uh, an increase in sales in that and the price of that. It's definitely a good figure. Um, you know, if, and there are slight variations on that figure. But yeah, there's other there's other figures from the Empire run that I've been seeing um, an increased appreciation for. Um, 21B, um R2 sensor scope, that's a tough figure to find in good condition. As far as Empire goes, I think Lando Bespin, he's kind of an underrated figure. Whether it's because he's a com, he was mass produced or what, but um, I just don't see a lot of action with the Lando figure. I, I have been seeing an increase in the. Um, the Bespin guards, if they have nice gold paint on their on their shirts, people are paying a, p- a premium for that. 
because they're they're going through their collections and realizing, well, maybe maybe their one from childhood doesn't have that good gold paint. And I don't think even all of them that were on the card had that good gold paint. So it's not quite a variation, but it's um, it, it's it's an item that people are starting to realize they don't have in their collection and they need one. So they're starting to pay up for that. Hmm. So uh, taking away from the Empire Strikes Back stuff is a lot of it is ba- like the Hoth stuff is, is popular, but a lot of it is based on on army building, you know, with the different um, the, the guards and the, the different types of uh, troopers, snow troopers, storm troopers, added command, added drivers. Um, and then, uh, and as you said, Yoda's been really hot. Um, yeah, I think that's right. The army building and Yoda and, and creatures like the Wampa and the Tauntaun. People love that stuff, and mm-hmm. I think that stuff is always going to be doing good. Okay. And then, so now we're approaching Return of the Jedi. Um, I guess we'll start off with more of the the characters that were in the early part of the film, uh, the, the Jabba's Palace group and Luke Jedi and the like. Yes. Um, well, speaking of Luke Jedi, uh, there's... Definitely be definitely been an increase in interest in that figure. Um, there is some variations of that figure that are fetching top dollar, like the snap cape for him. Um, that cape alone can can fetch seventy five dollars, um, or you can have a molded face variant of the action figure, depending on the condition that can go well over a hundred dollars just for the action figure and no accessories. So, um, the fact that he came with several accessories makes that a valuable figure and a tough one to complete. And I think that's, that's a figure that's, um, that's just going to keep going up in value. And there's another variation with the blue saber. And so, uh, people might just be looking to pick up a blue saber because they never had one, but they have all the other, uh, parts that go with them and um i would say that some of the java guards and maybe because of the release of the sail barge the modern sail barge that might have uh people might have wanted to fill that with figures so um, so while people are quarantined they're building up their sail barge i think maybe yes okay they want to put some bodies on there you know they want to put a weak or a nikto or uh or something like that and so and and jabba himself i see that price rising steadily especially with with the original base that price just keeps going up he's a very hot character people love jabba how much is a loose what, what does a loose complete one go for now a loose, complete job of the hut play set mm-hmm. um, with without the box, we'll say. Yeah, no, um, no just just the just the character, just the figures, just the base. Okay, um, okay, just the figure himself. I mean, twenty five bucks easily, uh, I, I would say, you know, for that figure, and then the base, you could be looking at almost forty dollars for the base because it's got so many parts to it. That's the thing about the vintage Star Wars that we've all come to realize is that sometimes the value of this stuff is is driven up because of the parts individually are worth so much. Mm-hmm. And um, people are tempted to break them down and you know sell the things piece by piece 
and get the top dollar. So uh, something like the base for the job of the hunt, you know, you're going to have to pay up because otherwise that seller is going to be tempted to uh, part it out. Okay. And if I were to buy one with everything, n- not the box, but just the figure, the base, the salacious crumb, the, you know, the, the pipe and the bowl and all that, what would that be? Uh, you're looking at a good 85 bucks. Okay. Whereas a few years ago, that was a $45 item. Sure. Um, have you been selling a lot of those recently? I, that is actually something that I hoard. Um, I've kind of opened up the floodgates on most everything else, but I'm holding back on the Jabba's. I, I, for some reason, about a year ago or so, I said, or two years, I said, now, <laughs> whenever one turns up in a collection, I just put it aside. Don't it's, ask me why, but that's just part of the collecting, I guess. You know. No, I, I get it. It's my favorite place. Uh, it's the one I, I associate the most with childhood, but also I just, I love the way that the whole thing was constructed. Um, Luke Jedi is my favorite figure. So to have a place that, that is kind of built around him uh, is, is really neat too. But that Jabba is, I honestly don't think there's ever been a, a nicer Jabba created. He's really cool, you know. When you move his tail, he he does the twist and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I I do have for sale um, bagged salacious crumbs and bagged uh, the pipe and the hookah bowl and the slave collar. I have them Kenner bagged for sale. But as far mm-hmm. as the jobs themselves and the bases, I'm kind of holding on to them for a little bit. Because most of the time when I pick up those bases, uh, they they might be missing one of the gargoyle heads in the front or a door or something. So I try to keep them around so that I can piece them together, and uh, eventually they'll be up for sale. So Sure. Okay. Uh, what about some of the other Jabba's characters like Squidhead? He's popular. He has risen in popularity, and there are some variations on Squidhead. Um, but um, and he has the gray Bespin blaster, which he shares with Kia Maul only. So that's a fairly scarce weapon. Um, okay. And I'm guessing again that the popularity of those characters are based upon the sale barge right now, and, and maybe just people completing their sets. I think so. I think that sale barge release really sparked a lot of interest back into the job of the hut and his cronies. And um, you could still buy them for for pretty cheap, you know, Bib Fortuna and stuff. The prices on that stuff is still pretty low. Gamorrean Guard, too? Gamorrean Guard, yes, he's still very affordable. Um, and he's not the easiest figure to get in really good condition. The paint on the horns is frequently worn and the paint on the front of his sandals. uh, That's the kind of areas you want to check when you're, when you're looking at that figure. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's still very affordable. Uh, You can get one for 20 bucks complete, you know? Okay. That's not bad. Um, Jumping toward the very end of the film, uh, the Ewoks. So Wicket, Tebow, Lumat, Poplu, um, how are yes. they, Chief Chirpa, Low Gray? How are they doing? People love the Ewoks in general, but I think there hasn't been much publicity towards them in the Star Wars world with the modern 
um, shows going on. So I think they're a little bit forgotten about at the moment. Some of them are, are, are quiet. Um, chief Chirpa seems to be maybe the most common or mass produced one. So mm-hmm. the value of that isn't as high as some of the others. Plus he doesn't have as many accessories as say low gray does mm-hmm. or Tebow. So, uh, those are a little bit higher in price. So uh, you might be looking at 20 bucks, uh, 15 for a chirpa or 20 for a low gray, you know, mm-hmm. just because he's got a few more accessories. But of course, uh, everybody's favorite Ewok is Wicket. And it, the, the popularity of Wicket is always strong. People love that figure. Um, he's not easy to get with a nice um, belly paint and his original weapon. So people are really, the, the appreciation for Wicket is strong and I think it always will be. But as you were, you and I were talking before this, you, you had said that the overall, the Ewoks really aren't that popular right now. I think that's correct. Um, you know, until Disney says they're going to do something with Ewoks, then you'll see, you'll see the response from okay. the, the buyers. But, um, Right now, I think it's just kind of either people that need them for their collection to complete or there's Ewok-focused collectors who are building armies. So uh, that's that's the people who are buying the Ewoks right now. Okay. I'm going to do, for the, for the rest of the Return of the Jedi figures, I'm just going to do kind of a quick little uh, lightning round with you. So I'm just going to throw out some names, and then if you can just, you know, kind of say whether they're hot or not and why. Um, yeah, there's some good bi- figures in there. Biker Scout. Biker Scout's great. If you ask me, he is the rarest of the Stormtrooper family, and he's tough to get, really white condition. And so I think the Biker Scout should be on everybody's list to have an army of, and uh, he's a great figure. He's going to keep going up in value. There's a variation with the short mask, uh and that's worth a little bit more, but yeah, great figure. Okay. Uh, Leia Bausch. She's a cool figure. She's got the helmet, um, and the very long gun. The helmet is frequently scuffed and the hair on her head is frequently scuffed. So that's, that's another figure that people are really starting to appreciate. And the value of that is rising. I'd say, uh, $35 for a complete, uh, a complete one would be fair. Okay. For any of these, are you, are you seeing them increase now during this time? That's. I would say yes. I'd say that Leia Bosch is going up presently. Okay. Uh, the Emperor's Royal Guard. Emperor's Royal Guard, great figure. Another army builder. People love that figure. I think it's it's more scarce than people realize. So that figure should be a little bit more valuable than say a stormtrooper or a, a Hoth Imperial Stormtrooper. It's a great figure. Uh, the pike, the weapon that he has, is exclusive to that figure. Therefore, it's going to be more valuable. And a uh, loose, complete Emperor's Royal Guard right now goes for about $35. Wow, okay. Uh, the Rebel Commando. Rebel Commando is a great figure. There's a rare variation where his face is molded in the skin tone. Which uh, is, if you ask me, that's one of the most rare variants going. 
Um, but uh, that figure is good. People like to army build that one. His weapon is fairly fragile, and it's unique to that figure. So that increases the value of that figure. He goes for about $25 complete loose. Okay. Uh, I know this is, of course, arguably one of the most, if not the most popular character in the Star Wars universe, General Medine. <laughs> yes, he is uh, underrated, I believe, because his his staff, uh, the wand, the white accessory that he comes with is exclusive to that figure, and it's fragile and small. And so I think that alone should bring that figure into a higher realm. But And, and he's got easily, he gets uh, paint rubs on him, so... He's a tough figure to get in good shape, but he still still sells for very cheap. You can get a nice one for fifteen to twenty dollars, and that's an underrated figure, if you ask me. Okay, uh, this is my personal one of my personal favorites from the uh, the Return of the Jedi line, the uh, Lando Skiffguard. Oh yes, Lando Skiffguard, awesome figure. I wouldn't say that I've seen an increase in the last three months on the value of that, but. Uh, over the last couple of years, definitely been an increased interest in that figure. You could still get a good deal on one of those for 20 bucks or so. Okay, and then the last three, uh, that were, or uh, four, I guess, um, Emperor, the Han Trench, the ATST driver, and um, the Leia in her Andor poncho. Oh, all very good stuff. Um, Emperor... I can't say that I've seen an increase in the last three months on him. Um, Which I find surprising because he came back in Rise of Skywalker, had a pretty big role, um, you know, as, as the villain of the entire series. Um, yeah, and, and there was an increase, you know, during that time frame. There was a general increase in that, but over the last three months, not so much. Okay. Um, I would say the Leia Andor Poncho and the uh the han trench coat i feel like those two figures are finally starting to be more appreciated and the sales of them is going up and the prices of them are going up uh, again people are realizing that they're tougher figure figures to find in good condition and with all their correct accessories so um i those those prices are just steadily climbing yeah, for a for a, a trilogy based character, so from one, you know one from the first three films or first three toy releases, um, the Leia Endor Poncho seems to be one of the you know because she has so many pieces to her. She has the the um, is it the belt, the uh, the poncho, the helmet, and the gun, and they they tend to each go for quite a bit of money. It's true. It's true, and um, she has. The belt with the two pegs on it, and uh, the the poncho, like you said, and the gun and the helmet, and then the figure alone to get in very good condition is not easy. I've seen a lot of them come through my hands, but that is a tough figure to get in really good shape. So it's going up. I'm glad to see people are 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 realizing, you know, that some of these figures are are hard to get in good condition and. Um, another one that you did mention was the ATST driver mm-hmm. and that figure has been raising, rising up in price and demand over, over the last couple of years. But, um, I would say steadily enough that it is perhaps remarkable in this three month period as well. 
wow. he comes with that the scarce blue Endor blaster that that the Leia Endor poncho and the B-wing pilot also come with, but it's so small and skinny that it was frequently lost and. Therefore, that blaster alone probably sells for about $35, $40. And, um, but that ATST driver is actually tough to get with a nice emblem and um, good paint. So people are realizing that. And not only that, um, it's people army build with that figure as well. So there's sure. a steady demand for that figure. Okay, and then as we get into the the rarest, you know, some of the rarest figures, right? The Power of the Force, Ewoks, and Droids. Um, is there have is there anything that that that's notable that you've seen as an overview of the Power of the Force figures? As an overview, the price is going up, <laughs> and it just keeps continuing to go up. Um, I would say, in general, all those things that you just mentioned the last 17 the droids in the ewoks cartoon figures are all going up and in a drastic rate especially even during this last three months i think um the collectors are getting their tax refunds and they're sitting around the computers and uh there's no toy conventions to attend and there's no flea markets or yard sales and they said well i uh, they may have had a convention that they were going to that got canceled and they're putting, they're turning their efforts to online shopping and um, the demand for the rares is, is really high right now. Hmm. There's some of the last 17 that are hotter than others. Well, like which and ones? I would say at the moment, arguably the hottest, the hottest few would have to be EV 99 and I've always thought that's a very difficult figure to find in good condition. Mm-hmm. That that can fetch almost $500, believe it or not, loose in, in good condition, mm-hmm. ungraded, which seems very high to me. But I think it's appropriate. I think the rarity of a mint condition EV99 is, is more than um, a decent condition yak face. Let's put it that way. Sure. Um, so you have EV-99, he's red hot. You have R2 pop-up, red hot. It's so tough to get that original saber, and it's tough to get a nice paper original sleeve on that. And uh, that that figure is just going through the roof, along with Luke Stormtrooper going through the roof. He's tough to get really white with good paint and the original all-black Stormtrooper blaster. That's very important. The all-black blaster, which came with that figure, and the helmet. So he's got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, scarce accessories that come with him, and that figure is is going up high. It's that's over four hundred bucks loose, uh, in really good condition. It seems like for every maybe twenty uh, Luke stormtroopers that are complete, one will actually come with its original black blaster. You know, where a lot of people just pair it with a blue black or even a blue blaster at times. You're um, right, and um, there is that ongoing debate about, you know, um, 
was the Luke Stormtrooper released with a blue black blaster and so forth. And well, the tri logos were, I believe. I have to check. I have a tri logo, and I think it has the the blue black blaster. But um, but I think I think in general, you know, if people are really looking for condition and authenticity, they want that all black blaster with him, and so uh, they're paying up. Sure. Uh, so that, they would have to be the hottest, but I mean, the the rest of the figures are just as hot. I mean, the uh, the A wing pilot, for example, that figure is going up by the day because it's difficult to find that figure in really good condition, and the demand is outweighing the supply. A loose A wing, it, it's going up maybe ten dollars a week. It, it's 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 really fun to watch the value of that and right now i mean a good condition loose a-wing without the blaster is looking like 150 dollars wow which you know last year that was a 75 dollar figure yeah i was going to say i remember them being in that that gosh 50 to 60 dollar range right and five years ago that was a 35 dollar figure yeah and and same goes with the Imperial Gunner. He he. They both the Imperial Gunner and the A Wing Pilot. They come with the originally they came with the small black Endor blaster, mm-hmm. um, which is small and easy to lose. And that blaster alone is worth over one hundred and twenty five dollars. And the Imperial Gunner loose in very good condition can get almost up to 150 by himself. And then you have to remember these figures were released on, uh, with the power of the force coin. And so that adds more value to the figures. So there's a lot of, a lot of value in these power of the force figures and mm-hmm. including the Imperial dignitary. People are realizing how difficult it is to find him with a, with no nose rub. So they're, they're paying up to almost 150 for that figure where uh, even just a few few weeks ago that was maybe a hundred a hundred and ten dollars. Same with the A wing pilot. What's now one hundred and fifty? Two three months ago that was a ninety or a hundred dollar figure. So you're seeing a sharp rise in these scarce figures. It's funny you say that about the A wing because that's the one that I've really noticed of the Power of the Force figures um, to to go up the most. You know, I'll, I'll check like this old listings over eBay. Um, from time to time, and I've just noticed that that one has, in a way, has been outselling even like the Imperial Gunner, which has always been more popular than the A-wing pilot. It seems as though the A-wing is more scarce, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, it, it makes really sense. Does. And then the um, the Luke Poncho and the uh, Lando General. Awesome figures. They have a lot of accessories with them. They have the black palace blasters with them, which alone can fetch over $125 just for the original black palace blaster. Um, The Lando's cape is a tough accessory to obtain. If you don't have that and you need one in good condition, you're going to pay, you're going to pay almost 85 bucks or something for that. And the figures themselves, um, the Luke Poncho figure by itself is still pretty underrated. You could find that figure for $30, $35 in good condition. You're saying when without you anything? For, when you start looking for all the accessories, that's where the money comes in. You know, his poncho, 
you're going to spend another 50. His gun, you're going to spend a hundred and a quarter. His belt with the correct belt with the three notches, as opposed to the Leia belt with the two notches, the belt you're going to spend 40 or 50 bucks on, you know? So that's, they're expensive figures because they have a lot of scarce parts. Um, but they're really good figures. And another figure that I've noticed recently that just, that rose really sharp, sharply in the last couple months is the Han Carbonite figure. Um, what used, what was maybe three or four months ago, we'll say four or five months ago, uh, loose Han Carbonite figure was obtainable for $45 in decent condition. Now it's an $85 figure. That's like without that. the carbonite. Without just, the carbonite, just yeah. in the last few months, that's how sharp that went up. And okay, the carbonite itself is easily a hundred or more. I it's haven't been following. 100. Yeah, I haven't been following that that figure uh, for a while, and I actually just checked it a few nights ago, and um, I, it looked like a number of them were selling loose, complete. You know, the the figure and the carbonite for about two hundred. Yeah, between two hundred and two fifty. Uh, which is quite a substantial increase from even a few years ago. So same with the Amana Man, wonderful figure, released on the card and also released as part of the Java Dungeon playset version two in the bag. Um, but the price of that is just going up, 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 up. That's that's almost a three hundred dollar complete figure now, where where last year that was that was one hundred and twenty dollars complete so how much is a barada now barada complete with with his weapon and his coin i'd say you're looking at about 125 so barada really hasn't risen as sharply as the other ones no but for a long time you know a few years ago it was consistently like a 40 dollar figure and then it became yes. an 80 dollar figure so it's substantial for where it where it was and and you know where it is now so yes i would say over the last few years it definitely ro- it doubled in value for sure but in the last few months not so much okay let's go with the droids for a second are there any notable uh, droids figures yes and i would say in general that the droids line is more popular than the ewoks line for what reason <laughs> i'm not sure but um they're very colorful and they're strange looking and otherworldly and very modern uh, for the time. Um, of course, the more scarce figures are are fetching that top dollar, the size from, the TIG from. They're the most difficult to find. Um, and so the price of those just steadily increases. Now those were all released with coin too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had a coin that said droids on it, and um, now of course the R2 and the C3PO are the hottest of them all, and uh, the price of that just they're they're almost untouchable. They're beautiful. They have different colors from the original releases. Uh, this the C3PO is a break apart version. And uh, they have, he's got a striking yellow color to him, and the R2D2 has a a dull gray finish for a head, and a different color, uh, different pattern sticker. And to find the saber with that R2 
droids, it's going to cost you a lot of money. They're going up by the day. The, the demand is high and the supply is very low. So you do so, the math. It's, it's, the price has to keep going up. And if I were going to buy, say, um, a regular release C-3PO and R2-D2, what would the pair cost me? The original release, Star Wars. 1977, mm-hmm. in good condition. Mm-hmm. You're looking at uh, 50 to 75 bucks. For the pair? Yes. Okay, and if I were going to buy R2-D2 and C-3PO from the Droids line, what would that cost me in good, same condition? Same condition, and if and complete the R2-D2 having his, his original uh, Droids lightsaber well over a thousand, fifteen hundred maybe for the pair. For the pair. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. um, there was there was plenty produced, but the, most of the collectors at that point in 1985 were not collecting Star Wars anymore. The fi- the last movie was released in '83, and the interest started to wane a little bit. So a lot of these droids and figures ended up in the bargain bin at the toy store two for a dollar you'll see price tickets on them people just didn't really care and so um most of the people who collected back in the 80s they didn't buy those maybe they didn't watch the cartoon or they were burned out on the movies or whatever the reason or they got into uh teenage years where they were pursuing other interests Mm-hmm. And that that those lines kind of went to the wayside, but but forward to now where people already are are collecting and they already have their full collection of the original trilogy movies. Now they say, well, I want to keep collecting. What else is there? Mm-hmm. Well, there's those droids cartoon and the and the Ewok cartoon figures that they may have never wanted before, but now it's it's a logical progression into that. To, to continue their collection. Yeah, sure. The higher dollar dollar value, the the rarity of them, of course. Um, we as collectors, you know, we collect at a certain level for a while, and then we start to level up, and we say, okay, what's you know, what's the next thing that that I want to get, and what's the what's the next achievement? And uh, and the hunt is fun too. I mean, it's it's really tough to find a nice pop up R two or even the C three PO. It is, and even on down to a Kia Mall, she frequently has a worn paint on her nose, and you know, um, Thaljo Ben, his boots are frequently worn, uh, um, paint scuffed. I mean, so if some people really care about the condition, and some people just want to have that figure in their collection, and maybe it's a placeholder until they can afford a more uh, a better condition one, but the demand is is increasing. Um, I'm surprised at that market in a way that it's not increasing more or, or more rapidly. I feel like that the scarcity of those figures and the demand, I feel like that market should be a little bit hotter. Um, of course, the, the rares are really hot, but, but figures like... Um, you know, Thaljo Ben and, and uh George Dusat. George Dusat, you know, they're kind of they're kind of stalled out at the moment. Uh, they've kind of topped off and um 
but I see some action with the Uncle Gundy. He's he's a little more scarce, so and he's got a, an accessory weapon that is exclusive to his figure, so that makes him even more desirable and a little bit more valuable because of that. Okay. And then uh, as far as the Ewoks, this is a line that I've really started to appreciate even over the last year, um, but I honestly don't know what the values are loose. Well, the Ewoks line, they've they've been going up steady over the last couple of years uh, for the same reasons people want to continue their collection. Um, the hottest one, of course, being Wicket. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's a popular character and he's cute and so forth. And he's tough to get loose in very good condition. His paint was frequently rubbed uh, easily. And you got to remember that not everybody was buying these things back in the day and just sticking them in a case and forgetting about them. A lot of Mm -hmm. times children were playing with these toys. And so if the Ewoks were having a battle against the stormtroopers or um, the ATSD and they were, the kids would slam them into them and the paint would get chipped and so forth. So uh, it's tough to find really good stuff, but that uh, the wicked figure is really good. His spear weapon is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, the weapon itself is, is easily over a hundred dollars as is the figure in very good condition. So that's that's the hottest figure out of that group. Um, but the rest of them, the Dulocs and stuff there, there's a an increased interest in them. The King Gornish, I would have to say he's probably the most common figure, and his value is a little bit lower because of that. Uh, you can get a maybe a carded King Gornish for under $100 if you poke around a little bit um and loose you know you might be looking at 75 85 dollars his weapon is is desirable and it's uh exclusive to that figure as are the rest of the the ewoks cartoon figures accessories they're exclusive to each of the figure but um they that's another line where um the duloc scout and lady gorniche they went from being maybe $35 figures last year to being $75 figures this year. And with an, with a little bit more of a boost in the last few months. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know we, you know, we were looking forward to, to doing this just to have a conversation together and to talk star Wars, uh, like always, um, it's how we met and how, you know, a lot of the, the things that we've talked about over the years. So it's nice to see that, that Star Wars has stayed popular, uh, especially during the, the time of, of being quarantined right now. And, um, you know, even though we can't get out to shows and uh, we can't all be together and stuff, we can still uh, collect and add to our collections. Um, and it's just it's it's been a good time to do so. Uh, some of the prices have been kind of crazy lately. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it just means the hobby is thriving and that, that you know, there's a, a genuine interest, uh, still in these star Wars toys. Um, so if someone were to, to, um, to want to contact you or to want to, to purchase, uh, some loose figures to add to their collections from you, what would be the easiest way to get in touch with you? Okay. Um, I would have to say through my eBay store, um, which is Humble Hoarder, and it's spelled H-U-M-B-L-E-H-O-R-D-E-R. And it's all one and that, word. 
And uh, that's that's my eBay store, and I have got a lot of vintage Star Wars stuff up there. And like I said, I only deal in original stuff. Um, and if you don't see it up there, I may have something laying around that uh, is not listed. I have people ask me, you know, to put custom orders together all the time. And um, I've met a lot of nice people on eBay. I've helped people finish their collections and and I send things out worldwide. So, um, yeah, if you need to get a hold of me or, you know, you just have a question about something vintage Star Wars related, um, the loose the loose game is kind of where I, I uh, thrive and I, I love. So I've got a lot of passion for it. And if I can help anybody out there in the collecting community, um, I'd be happy to, to give back and uh, with some of my knowledge and time. Very cool. I think you and I are going to have to have another conversation for the podcast uh, very, very soon at some point. Oh, I'd love to. I can go on and on, man. I, I, I eat, live, breathe, and sleep this stuff, man. Um, middle of the night, I'm, I'm looking things up when I wake up <laughs> at night, and I just love it. So, um, it's it's got me. It's got a hold on me. So I don't see it letting loose anytime soon. Excellent. But yeah, maybe we can check back in and see how some of the prices have fluctuated. Uh, see if if any of these items that i said are underappreciated maybe maybe the <laughs> sure. the word will get out and people start snapping them up and maybe the values will go up sure sure all right well this was fantastic uh if i'll just uh if we can end with this if um do you have any for anyone who's hunting for anything do you have any a word of advice uh or something that you'd like to impart with them Yes, absolutely. I offhand, I would say, you know, if if you have the money and you see something you need and it's in the right condition, you got to buy it now fast because there's there's a hunger in the market and things are getting snapped up quick. Uh, But also, if you're looking to do it on a more thrifty basis and if you're willing to put some time in and do some searching, uh, you could find some good deals still. Um, you really have to be diligent about it, but um, if you look at enough listings on eBay, you're going to find what you want for the price you want. It'll take you some time, and you might have to lose some auctions to do so, but um, there's deals out there, and there's stuff being uncovered all the time, so uh, it's an exciting time to be a part of the hobby. It really is. Awesome. Well, I love you like a brother, my friend, and I'm so glad that we got to do this today. Oh, me too. Right back at you, David. I love you too, man. You've always uh, shared a lot of positivity, and it's been great knowing you, and I hope that we continue our friendship. And looking forward to um, meeting up safely again someday at a convention where we can we can all geek out on some Star Wars, <laughs> vintage Star Wars figures, man. 